very well. Good. How are you? I'm very good. Good. <laughs> God, got the giggles again. Here we go. One Here day, go. one day we'll be able to start this. Major giggles this week. Like yesterday, I said something as we were watching Love Island, and I laughed and laughed, and it was not funny. <laughs> Of any kind of funny, like, but I was crying again, so. Amazing. It's, it's a week for it. I love that for you, because my <laughs> week, I've been filled with incredible rage and anger. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Can I just share? Sure, why not? <laughs> why, why stop sharing now, you know? <laughs> I have just had a week of just, like, everyone and everything has just been pissing me right off mm. and driving me insane, and... Mm. It's just the level of incompetence for me. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I just have had one of those weeks where I just cannot suffer fools. I just, I just can't do it. But anyway, as I, yeah. as I'm talking about it now, I can feel myself getting angry again. I can also see that. Yeah, and we can see it. Um, but actually, I am feeling a lot better. I woke up today with that Friday feeling. Mm. I went and walked and got my coffee, and I'm feeling much less angry. And I'm going out for Great. a drink tonight. So. All is well in my world again. It's a Friday. It's Good. I'm so Friday. glad. Thank you. And that's because I'm so resilient, Rebecca. I know. <laughs> wow, resilience. Who wow. thought we'd be on this topic today? Oh my goodness. That's such a weird segue <laughs> because today we're talking about resilience. And I, it's a topic we've actually touched on throughout mm. the series, haven't we? We've, we've mentioned resilience yeah. on nearly every single episode. And we thought, gosh darn it. It's probably time we we dedicate an entire episode to the topic of resilience. Yes, I love it. I just said, gosh darn it. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so what does resilience mean to you? The end. I thought there was going to be more questions. <laughs> no, no, that's it. No. <laughs> um, okay. So resilience means to me getting back up again. Yeah. Like, I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. That's what resilience mm-hmm. means to me. Um, in the way of being very aware of yourself, being very aware of what's going on, whether it's hardship, whether it's something that you've created a story in your head, whether it's something that's really fucking shit that's going on for you. It's being able to get through it, get through it, yes, through the good and the bad. And sometimes, yes, it is bad. And keep on going I think the word tenacious and tenacity is very linked with resilience for me and it's something that I pride myself that I have like I've always said like I'm so tenacious I will keep going and keep going and keep going um yeah so I think that that's what it means to me yeah I totally agree I think as well being resilient and being tenacious also are really great qualities if you run a business Oh, you have to. You have to have Be it. Both. And I've, I've had people come and work with me who actually don't have those qualities, mm. especially the tenacity piece. And it's never going to work. Like, I'm no. sorry, not everyone is cut out for it and not everyone can be cut out for it. And some people That's just okay. don't have it. And I always yeah. think that if, you don't, if you're not very resilient, if you're not very tenacious, just don't start a business. Just don't do it. <laughs> it's just yeah. not going to serve you. It will be an awful ride. It will be terrible. <laughs> You'll hate every second of it. You will hate every single moment. I also so think it comes back... business coaches that teach people how to... <laughs> exactly. But I do say this to my clients all the time. Like when they go through yeah. rough patches, I'm like, all right, yeah, it's shit and it's hard. But this is where you've got to really use that growth mindset and you've got mm-hmm. to be resilient. Yeah. You have to be. You can't yeah. get too down in the dumps. You can have your little pity party for one for a little bit and then you've got to get back up again. And I think to me mm-hmm. that is resilience, isn't it? Yeah. It is for sure. Mm. The theme of the the song of the podcast. I get knocked down. I get, up, I again. get up again. You're Ain't never, never gonna, gonna get me down. me down. I think I just said the words wrong. It's okay. I'll forgive you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll just cut my audio out for that part. <laughs> oh dear. Too good. Too good. But yeah, definitely, it's all about the ability to bounce back. Really. Mm. Um. Because it's inevitable in life, as we spoke about in the failure episode, we are going to encounter hardships, we're going to encounter challenges, we're going to fail. It's inevitable. It's going to happen to every single person in the world. And resilience is key if you want to make sure that you, A, maintain your sanity, but can also push through and, it sounds really dramatic, but survive life. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, exactly. Mm. We're so hardwired to, you know, be chased after the tiger and that's where our flight or flight response comes from. And, you know, it did us very well in the story of evolution and we had to run, a, like, we, we had to run away from the tiger. Like, that was what we're programmed to do. And I think that in today's age, when you are constantly comparing yourself to the Instagram scroll and the the Pinterest boards and the lucky girl life, all of the things that are going on. And I don't think many people share the resilience that they've had to go through. I think it's people dabble in it with stories. I know both of us have shared a lot of things that we've had to be resilient for in this podcast, but it's not something that you have that conversation with someone until it actually happens for you, right? And I think that that knowing and that understanding that yes, our brain is hardwired to go to the shit times and there is always gonna be shit times because it's fucking life, that is life. Um, but it's what you do with it and how you see it and how you view it and how you move through it that shows your true resilience and shows truly the person that you are, I think. So true. And I think the only way to actually become more resilient is to go through hardships. For sure. I don't think, I think sometimes I see people that have had a very cushy life and I'm not sitting here saying that I have had an extremely difficult, tumultuous life. I know that, you know, it's the classic thing, isn't it? I know people Mm. have had it much worse than me. I know in many ways I'm extremely privileged and I think it's important to acknowledge that. But I also have been through difficult times in my life, which we're going to come on to later, I'm sure. But... I think the real way to build resilience is to go through hardships mm. and to work through those things. I think a lot of people, if they have had a very cushy time or they haven't had to really navigate challenges or haven't had to push through anything, they get a real shock and they often quit prematurely, I find. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because they're not used to it. It's a whole... It's a whole new feeling. It's a whole new way of navigating. It's a whole new way of thinking. It's a whole new way of being. When you're in that space that you really need resilience with, it's it's not how you usually format and process as a human. It's it's a very different state of being, isn't it? When you're going through that hardship, when something's happened, you know, again, like Katie said, I haven't had the most dramatic life, but things have happened that felt really fucking horrible. And really hard to get through and it felt really really uncomfortable and I feel like resilience is how willing and to how willing are you to get uncomfortable yeah because that's where you find the golden nuggets isn't it you find yourself more through going through the resilience you find who you actually are when you're like you know what I have I have got to get through this because if I don't then I mean dig me a hole because where else can I fucking go (laughs) You know, I have to get through this. So what's that going to look like? And the drive, and I think that's where the the tenacity and the drive and the passion comes in for whatever you're doing to get through it is seeing yourself on the other side and seeing yourself at the other end and seeing what that looks like and knowing and holding on to that more so than the shit that you're going through right now. Totally. And actually confidence comes into it massively Mm. because having the confidence that you can get through whatever life throws at you, that is power that is personal power and that is resilience as well it's just being like yeah acknowledging that life is not a pinterest vision board that life Mm -hmm. is not an instagram uh feed it's not instant gratification all the time which we're very used to now and i think it's made Mm -hmm. us less resilient Mm -hmm. because and i see this again with with some people that i've worked with in the past and definitely and i'm sure you would have seen it as well people want to earn this crazy amount of money but they want it to happen yesterday they want it to happen really fast and I'm like that's not necessarily how it works you're gonna have to put in the work there may be challenging times there might be quiet times where you're not making many sales you have to push through that if you want to get to the end result and some people can't do that some people can't push through it they want that instant gratification so I think it's like having the confidence that I I really know that yes no matter what comes my way I can deal with this I have got this And that to me is like real resilience. That is such a skill. Yeah. And like, what is the end result? 
we never get there. Yeah. We never, ever get to the end of the thing that we're working towards because when we get there, there's another, another thing to go through <laughs> or another resilient that you need to build. You know, there's, there's never the end. And I think that's where people trip up as such is because they're so tied into that, aren't they? They're so tied into getting there and that being the be all and end all that it's almost like, well, this feels too uncomfortable and I can't be resilient to get there because it's now too far away or, you know, whatever those feelings are as well. Yeah. Do you know what? In my research for this episode, I found something that made me laugh because last episode, obviously, Beck started speaking Latin unexpectedly. (laughs) I have been practicing on on Duolingo. (laughs) And I thought this was a nice little little fun tidbit, fun fact for you. The word resilience comes from the Latin word resilie, which means to bounce, mm. literally to bounce back. Mm. And that's what it means. And I was like, oh, Beck will like that, but she'll I already know what that, that means. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, I use the phrase bounce back ability in the biz and I've used that for years of nice. like, you know, bounce back. You have to have bounce back ability for anything that we're going through. But, you know, yes, it is my second language, <laughs> obviously. Um. <laughs> Comes in handy. <laughs> so good now let's get on to our personal trauma and our experiences let's do it all right so tell me what's in what's something in your life that you've had to really go through that you found really really difficult and you've had to be and you've had to build that resilience Mm -hmm. what's a what's an experience you've had I mean lo and behold I'm gonna take you back to the performing arts (gasps) industry as I always fucking do I mean, how bored are you of hearing this story? But I do, um, I do pride my bounce back ability and my resilience on the fact that I just used to get rejected all mm. the time. Like I would say to people, and, and it's very, very hard to explain if you're not or have experienced the industry, but not even just getting into stage goal, which was so fucking hard. The hardest thing I've ever done, like getting into... we call it stage school, it's like the equivalent to uni. Um, Then getting an agent, like that was another awful time. And then when you actually get into the industry, you're going to three, four, five auditions a week to be told no, and to have to keep going and to have to keep showing up and show up with the same people in the same auditions who, you know, some of them are going through and some of you aren't. And like I used to say to people, it's like it's like normal people, which I hate saying normal people, but people who are not in the performing arts industry, going to a job interview five times a week and not getting any of them, like mm. just just doesn't happen. But that's that's what it the equivalent was, and you had to keep going, and you had to keep you know taking the jobs that you didn't really want to take, and taking the things that you didn't really want to do because that built the CV, and the CV was the thing, and. You know, when was your last job? And I think for me, yes, I think me breaking up with Dan and moving back home was probably one of the biggest times that I've had to be resilient. But the performing arts industry was like a, a, a seven year resilience. That's a long <laughs> like time. It was a really, really long time. I've just been like, wow, this is testing me on all types of levels with all types of beliefs with how I feel about myself with how I feel about my talents you know like it was just a really fucking hard time yeah to keep going how'd you get through it it? how did you have that resilience to get through it I think the first thing was like my absolute love for it yeah and I was like I want this so bad and this is the same in my business Mm. you know I want that success and I want that like you know, my my dream vision so bad, that it doesn't fucking matter what you throw at me. I'll be like, okay, cool, let's get on with it. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted it so bad that I was like, I have to just go through these things. I have to just deal with these things. Um, you know, like I remember I lived with four other girls and all of us were going for the same jobs. Like four of my best friends, we all lived together and we were all going for exactly the same jobs. Like there was just so many times where you had to really dig deep and to be honest, that's where I found self-development. That's when I started reading The Secret because I needed something bigger than myself and you didn't have a boss, you were self-employed and you had your agent who you had to impress all the time, otherwise they'd drop you. You know, like you had to, I had to do other work to be like, okay, maybe this time, maybe this time, maybe this time, maybe this time and just keep holding the faith and I think that was the biggest thing that I did. You've almost got to be delusional to a point, don't you? (laughs) Literally delusional. 
I think that's why I get by in life. I am delusional. Just be completely delusional <laughs> and just have a completely fictitious perspective on what the life on what life is all about yeah literally I mean it's got me to where I got to exactly sometimes it's it's nice to work exactly sometimes (laughs) it's kind of nice to be delusional to be honest sometimes it's a a nicer reality to live in (laughs) exactly exactly yeah so I think like it it was the 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 passion and the drive that that really held me in the horrible bits Mm. um and yeah I can't I can't necessarily pinpoint anything I think talking about it was obviously very helpful I remember talking to a lot of people and and I work best if I've going if I'm going through anything I have to like ring five different people have the same conversation but but just to talk it out um just finding ways to support myself and you know is this going to help me moving forwards yeah relying on your on your support system is super Mm. important and a big part of being resilient is you don't have to do it all by yourself you no. can have a, a support system around you, a network of people that you trust and know that will be there for you no matter what that you can lean on mm. and rely on. I think that is really, really important to note. And also another thing is that I think sometimes, and I in the past, I've not viewed myself as very resilient because I'm an emotional person. But actually, I think I'm a, re- a very resilient person because I feel all of my emotions in the moment. I think I'm very good at processing things in real time. It might take me a while. Like I might say if something happens to me, I might be sad for a month, but that's me just processing my emotion. Mm. And then I bounce back and I put in the work to bounce back. I don't just sit there and hope this cloud is going to lift over me. I put in so much work to bounce back and I always do. And I really try and go through my life with the least amount of baggage from that negative experience as I possibly can. Like I really don't want to take all of that with me. I know that's not always possible as humans. We're going to have like ties to our old traumas and things like that and do things subconsciously. But I really do put in a lot of work and effort to make sure that I don't carry all of that with me Mm. and I can move forward from things. Yeah. I think that's like one of the things that stood out for me when I was thinking about doing this podcast is it comes down to how emotionally intelligent you are with resilience. And I think it is huge. Like that was one of the biggest things that I saw through my breakup and having to deal with people around me who obviously weren't happy with my choices and the decisions and, and how you deal with that and how you get through that. Like the more emotionally intelligent you are, the, the easier it is and the easier and quicker you bounce back as well. Like I think it's a huge part of resilience is understanding your own emotions, understanding how that comes across, how, understanding how you're feeling towards certain situations and how you're reacting versus responding. Like what, where are you on that scale? Mm. That was huge. I think that was a big lesson I learned in the last resilient round. Resilient round. Round, <laughs> round ding, 110. Ding, ding. I love She's that. In. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. And it's about the self-awareness and also being able to observe your emotions sometimes rather than being completely immersed in them being able to be an observer and this is much harder you know harder said than done Uh, Mm -hmm. easier said than done I should Mm -hmm. say it's really difficult to sometimes do that to be able to take a step back be self-aware observe the way you're feeling and not attach too much of your identity onto this narrative that you've created about yourself with with whatever hardship you're going through yeah for sure yeah exactly and I think like if you want one of the tools that I give my clients to do this is I allow them to disassociate. So in timeline therapy, and I know you know this, but we go up to what's called position three, which is where you look at a bird's eye view of what's going on. And I think you being able to disassociate from the thing that you're having to have the resilience for allows you to see it in a different light. It's like a new pair of eyes or a different pair of glasses and actually it detaches you from making it a story about yourself. You know, yes, okay, we've spoke about the performing arts industry and I took on a lot of beliefs during that time, but there was a fuck lot more that I could have took on about myself, Mm -hmm. about me not getting the jobs and stuff. So I think just kind of seeing it from that bird's eye view, allowing yourself to disassociate, imagine that you're looking down on the event right now and you go, okay, like what do I actually know to be logically true about this, logistically true about this? What does that look like for me? And that way you can really start to detach from the stories that you're put into the subconscious mind as well. Yeah, totally. And 
I think another really powerful tool is the, as well as the disassociation is what would you say to yourself you know like your past self what would you tell that person going through it or if that was your friend again it's just another way of removing you from that situation but speaking to yourself as though you are a friend because yeah. a lot of the time we speak to ourselves really negatively and we don't even that aware of it sometimes but you would never say some of the things you say to yourself you would never say that to a friend you wouldn't be friends no. with that person no. so sometimes it can be really a helpful tool as well I found that for me, moving countries was one of the things that like I had to yes. push through so much. Oh my God. To the point where I think sometimes people were like, huh, like maybe give up. <laughs> Shall we talk about this? <laughs> Honestly, I had a few people yeah. be like, are you sure this is the right thing for you? And I was like, yes, <laughs> I'm really happy. <laughs> Can you not see my face? <laughs> I, yeah, when I was in London, I mean, talk about rigmaroles. There was rigmaroles left, right and center. I had so many challenging moments when I was there. I had problems with jobs. Like I was nannying for a bit. I remember what, like once one family gave me one week to, because I gave a lot of notice that I was leaving this job. Too much notice, lesson learned. I thought I was doing the right thing. Turns out mm-hmm. I massively shot myself in the foot. <laughs> they gave me seven days to move out of the house because they found a replacement earlier. So I was like living and working there and they gave me seven days and I was essentially homeless. You know, just like all of these things. Um, And so I remember that happened and, oh, I mean, we'll get on to dating. That for me, I think, has probably been the area that I've had to be the most resilient in my life for Mm. sure. Mm. For sure. Anyway, let's talk about the moving thing first and we'll come on to the the romance stuff later. Um, What did you find? Did you have to really tap into that resilience and work through a lot of challenges when you moved. I assume you would have because usually moving is a massive shit show. I think the resilience for me was I had been in Australia for probably about eight days and my nan passed Mm -hmm. and my nan made it to a hundred years old. God bless her soul. She was a fucking hero and was like the the apple of my eye like I loved her so much but I knew that when I went out there that I probably wouldn't I probably it would I hugged her as if it was the last time that I'd seen her and when like you know when you know when you get the phone call and that's the only person that I've had close to me pass away Mm. um but I I knew when my mom rung I knew what she was ringing me to tell me and I think the resilience of making the decision to not go back for the funeral and to stick by that and and kind of have that on my that conscience yeah. and make that decision was was really hard um I, I sung her a song like there was a song that I used to sing her to her all the time um, in Welsh because my granddad was Welsh and I actually I actually recorded it through v- lots of tears it took me about fifty thousand tries um, and she came down um, that she came down in the funeral to that to the song that I sung so I was kind of there in spirit but it was that 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 resilience of being like I'm here for a reason and this is the reason and she would want me to do that you know I I think I get a lot of my resilience from her um proper I mean her last name was salt so we she was like the salt of the earth like proper resilient like you know it's the salt girls we've got salt in our genes we're grit of the earth like and, and I think I was constantly told that as a Mm. child and growing up and my mom still says it now she's like you're exactly like your nan when it comes to resilience so I think that kind of that helped me get through that um so that was really the only biggest thing when I moved away and then obviously having to deal with not being around for to see my mom and dad I think that was hugely that that was something I really had to work through especially because my mom I'm very close to my mom um not being able to go out with my friends like that just used to upset me so much just purely because I get FOMO a lot um but (laughs) but that was that was the biggest bout of resilience I really had to tap into um when I was over there it was it was quite lonely Mm, and I really had to work through that yeah yeah that can be really hard how about you so when I moved unfortunately it didn't all line up exactly (laughs) (laughs) as I had expected in fact, it was almost the opposite of that. It was yes. really, truly almost the opposite of that, <laughs> especially in my most recent move when I came to Edinburgh. 
Oh my God, I was in fight or flight for approximately two and a half months. <laughs> it was a very stressful time in my life. So I moved over and I was very much like, it's fine. Like I didn't do a lot of prep. I didn't do a lot of, you know, researching about anything. Mm. I was very blase, very laissez-faire. And I came over, stayed at an Airbnb with a friend and then we ended up hopping from Airbnb to Airbnb. It was way more expensive than I thought. It was way harder to find a flat than I initially thought. I did eventually find a flat after about a week and a half. So not even that long. And then a few days before I was due to move into that flat, it fell through. They all of a sudden were just like, no, we don't want to, we don't want to have a self-employed person from Australia in the house. <laughs> Apparently wow. I was too high risk. <laughs> I mean, I call racism. Okay. I'm just going to put it up there. <laughs> I'm calling it now. I'm calling it. I'm taking the race card. And then, so that happened and I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. So that was really shitty. And then we went to another Airbnb. We were just in like short-term accommodation, short-term accommodation, like trying to find the next one with staying no longer than a week really in any place. And then I got the next flat moved in there I I talked about this on the intuition intuition episode she tells me on day three that she's pregnant I thought oh shit and I really didn't want to live with a pregnant person who I didn't know and I mean there was a whole lot of like rigmarole rigmarole there um I tried to be as reasonable as I could about that situation but decided I had to do what was best for me and I decided to then move out and go into my current flat now So that actually lined up quite well in terms of the fact that I had another flat that I could immediately just sort of go to, Mm. um, which was lucky. But I felt like there were lots of lots of hurdles. Like I finally got into this house and then I felt immediately like something was wrong. And then she tells me she's pregnant. And then we had three or four weeks of being in the same house together. She became, I understand her being upset, but she came more and more unreasonable throughout the Mm. time that I was there and would send me really passive aggressive messages (laughs) like, please wash this, this like spoon in the sink. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) why, (laughs) why does it have to be like this? (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, I mean, there was a point where we weren't even speaking. I mean, that was a good time. I've never lived with someone and not spoken to them before. So Mm. that was a first. Mm. Uh, So that wasn't good. Anyway, finally moved in here. Uh, to my current flat, broke up with somebody almost immediately. (laughs) All together. It was just so much, so much. Mm -hmm. And I pushed through every single step of the way because like you, when I want to do something, there no one and nothing can hold me back. I was like, no, I'm not letting one little thing or like five little things in this case deter me from doing what I want to do like I knew I wanted to live in Scotland I knew I wanted to live in Edinburgh and one of my friends at the time was like are you sure this is the right thing maybe this isn't the right move and I was like zip it (laughs) if you say that again (laughs) yeah so for me not everything did align and I think sometimes people can take things like if it's not all lining up perfectly it's Mm. not right Mm, disagree you know like it's not I don't know that's not what you're saying but I do think sometimes people can think that if if something isn't easy or if there is some form of resistance then maybe this isn't for me and actually sometimes I sort of think no 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 like that's life sometimes there'll be challenges and if you really want something yeah and if you really want something sometimes you do have to work a little bit harder to get it and that's just Mm. how it is yeah because if all of the amazing lives came easy to everyone, then we'd all fucking have one, wouldn't we? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's whether you're ready or not to get back up again and fight for it and have that grit. I think like the word grit comes to mind with resilience as well for me. It's mm-hmm. that like, you know, if you want that, then fucking do the thing. <laughs> like it, it's going to be hard. It's not all going to be easy. And you know, we can't win the lottery and everything's going to be out, you know, work out fine unless you're the 0.0001% who do, you know, whatever that looks like. No one's coming to save you. Let's do this. Like, that's how I feel about it. And I think sometimes we get into, especially I know we're not kind of talking about the entrepreneur space as such on this podcast, but I find in the entrepreneur space, like you said, everyone thinks it's going to be so fucking easy for the next 10K month and you started yesterday. And I'm like, guys, I've been at this for three years, solidly. Mm-hmm. Like, solid. Day in, I have day not, out. day in, day out, I have not stopped. I have, you know, I've had a couple of days off stories in the last three years. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, I've shown up for myself. And I think that's, more resilience than anything Mm -hmm. it's 
It's showing up for yourself day in, day out, whether you feel like shit, like, and yes, I feel like shit sometimes. And you still show up for yourself, whether whether that looks like you, you know, pushing through and being in the hustle, it might not be. I watched The Crown the other day because I had a really bad headache for a very long time. But, you know, I think it's just, I don't know where I was going with this, but uh, yeah. You're showing up for yourself, you're pushing through. And I actually really liked what you said before about salt of the earth and it was something that was repeated to you throughout childhood which is so powerful because that becomes part of your identity which is amazing if you're if you're told we're resilient we push through we're strong we're fighters we do this you create that identity for yourself yeah which is like my mom yeah my mom used to say all the time and my mom was one of the people who used to say it to me always and she just constantly said like beck like i'm blown away by you like no matter what you go through, no matter what it is, you get back up, you go again. Like, she's like, I'm so in awe of how like resilient you are. And like, to be honest, I had that realization when I was talking about Nan, that that's where it's come from. Like I was told like, we're salt of the earth. Like she, you know, Nan was, God knows how many jobs she did. She had five, five girls to look after. And like she was just a machine. Like no wonder she lived to a hundred and still didn't look like she was 100 at all. She was still crocheting and laughing. And, you know, like there, yeah. there was just, it was just so profound. And I think that's that's a huge takeaway for me, right? Like right in this second, I'm having an, an oh, epiphany, having those, guys. Oh, I love an in the moment epiphany. <laughs> but yeah, it's that salt, that grit. Oh, I just love it. And it just <laughs> makes you feel so powerful and so capable. Mm. I think when you're mm. like, I'm so capable of getting through this and getting over this. Mm. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me about your love life. Because <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I think resilience and bravery and confidence and courage, all of those amazing things come into this because mm. we've spoken about this, especially on the dating episode, of course, where putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and setting yourself up for potential rejection and taking that risk I mean, you're you're going out there and you don't know what's going to happen. You're out of control yeah. to a degree and you are going to probably, unless you meet your soulmate at 14 years old, which most of us do not, mm-hmm. you're going to encounter heartbreak. You're going to encounter rejection. You're going to question your worth at times. Mm-hmm. And I think it really, really tests your resilience in this area. For, sure. for me, I'm definitely speaking for myself here. Like I definitely have struggled with it in the past, but yeah, tell me tell me about that area of your life and resilience. Yeah, I'll speak about the the most recent event. Like I know we've covered things where, you know, people didn't call me their girlfriend and that was I did have to really grow resilience around that time, but um cuz I think it's a little bit of a different situation because I was in quote unquote, the perfect relationship. We moved to Australia together. He was going to propose. This was my life. That was it. You know, like everything was planned out, done. And deep fucking down, I knew that it wasn't the one. Mm. And I had to have the resilience not only to admit that to myself, which was the very first step, which was the hardest step, but to then have to break up something that didn't need to be broken up. Yeah, well, if it, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, well, like it did need to be broken up, but it was going to be... Not on front face value. Mm. Like, you know, there was nothing that was wrong. Like, it to, to everyone's eyes, like, yep. obviously, like, it was wrong to me and that's why I made the decision. But I think having that resilience to go, like, oh, my God, this isn't right. And I could happily, quote, unquote, not happily stay in this relationship for the rest of my life because I know a lot of people who do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you've, and I'm coming up to 30 and, oh my God, like, we've got to start again. And, you know, like all of those thoughts went through my head, but I was like, would I rather stay with someone who, yes, is amazing in their own right, but is not right for me for the rest of my life and potentially have kids and then get divorced? Or am I going to be resilient and go through this really, really tough time? And it was mm-hmm. really hardcore yeah like it really it really was hardcore um and to be honest six you know I'm six months down the line now last week was six months since I got home and I kind of feel like I've just come out of it so I've like it's been a big amount of space that I've had to use that resilience in and sorting things out you know we had a bus together there was money that was you know across both of our bank accounts that there was lots of things to sort the dog all of my things 
you know, half my clothing still in Australia that I keep procrastinating on. I probably just leave it there now. Just get a whole new wardrobe at this <laughs> just point. Just fuck it. Buy a new bus. <laughs> um, and I, but I think the biggest bit of resilience that I had to do was actually making the the very first move and telling him that. I wasn't happy because it came out of nowhere for him. Yeah. Huge act of bravery. Oh, I was shaken. Like, I bet. physically shaken. And ironically, it was the day that Olivia Newton John had died. So it, Greece was on the TV and like Greece was playing and I was trying to break up with him. And I was like, this is just all wrong. I need to not. <laughs> Let's have mute this John Travolta and Sandy. <laughs> like, come on. Um, But yeah, like that very first, and it took me a week and a half to build up to that, that exact moment. And there were so many times that I could have done it that I chickened out and I did it and then it got worse and then it got a whole lot worse and then it got a whole, whole lot worse. And now I can see, now I can see that I made the right decision. I've never been happier um, with Jack and my life now albeit looks very different to what I thought it was going to be but fuck I know it was the right decision and that's and I stand by that yeah and you had to you changed a lot you changed countries you changed relationships you changed houses houses I changed my brand. Wardrobe. You did. You changed. You, you rebranded. I rebranded. <laughs> like she rebranded the business. <laughs> got a new website. Got new colors. Changed my niche. Got new fonts. <laughs> so. I did it all. You did it all. You know, there was a lot of change during that time, which takes mm. a lot. Like, it can be very, very hard to go through yeah. a significant amount of change in a really short space of time mm. in all areas of your life. You really yeah. didn't have to do the rebrand at that point, but you really just oh, went no. for it. <laughs> I did. I did. I was. I was riding. I was absolutely riding it. I mean, I look back now and I'm like, that was the most ridiculous decision you've ever made in your life. Like, uh, you know, got a dog. I, got a dog. I, I, you know, let's just do everything. Let's just change everything at the same time. Get Why not? Done with. Why not? But that's like that's that me. I'm like, fuck me. If I'm going all in, let's fucking do this. Like I'm. I and I know that you're the same. I'm the exact I'm like, let's, same. Let, we're going gung ho, guys. I'm not doing this in. Dr- in drips and drabs yeah hell no um and it really have like it really has built me to a different person um like my people pleasing has really decreased my boundaries are so fucking strong now like the way I run my life the way I run my business the way I think about myself like it actually has changed so much of me going through that process and I kind of believe you know there's there's a reason we go through everything there's a reason, you know, we, there's always something to learn and there's a reason why things happen. And I feel like that move was more than just the one thing. Like it really was, like it really was that so much to learn and I'm so grateful for it. It was a real fork in the road moment in your life, wasn't it? Oh, like huge. The biggest. The biggest of all times. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you looked at my journal of like, when I was scripting of what December 2022 would look like, like we are very far <laughs> from that right now. You're not in Noosa. Let's put it that way. I'm not in Noosa on a bus. Um, <laughs> like, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, so I think that, yeah, obviously there's different types of resilience, but I think the resilience that I had to have and that I had to find to make that decision. And like I said, there were so many people who resonated with the podcast episode I did when I kind of explained what had happened and everything. Mm. Um, and there was a lot of people that were like, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Like I can't. And I, and I went through that. Like I saw myself I, and I was like, there's no way that I could end this relationship. No way at all. And I was like, well, what are we choosing? Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you going to choose for you? Like, this is for you now, Beck. And that's just putting yourself first. Again, massive courage, massive bravery, knowing that you have the capabilities to get through the next few months, which are going to be really challenging. And you could be like your nan and live till 100 and do it with the wrong person. We live for a fucking long time now, guys. Like when life's too short, it's not fair on you. It's not fair on him. No. You're 30 years old. You're so young. Yeah, exactly. And that that really was what I had to think about in the fact of like, 
I've always been a big dreamer, a go-getter. Like that has been my personality and we were the polar opposites. Mm. And I was like, you either come with me or I have to go on my own because I'm not holding back. That's not the type of person that I am. And I don't want to live a mundane life. I ain't here for that. Like I'm here for big things. And like, I'm, I really hope and, and pray and believe that he is happier now. And I really, really, really hope that because I, I made the decision for me and I know it was hard for him because he didn't see it coming, but I think he'll understand the reasons why now. I, I hope that he can see that. Yeah, and it's ultimately the best decision for him too, even though obviously mm. people got hurt in the process. Of course, yeah. breakups are yeah. fucking horrendous, let's be honest. Yeah. Actually Hell. hideous. Yeah. But ultimately, if someone breaks up with you, they are doing you a favor too because you don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you, do you? No. They're not your no. person. If they don't want to be they're with not. you, they're not your person. And that's like yeah. a hard pill to swallow sometimes. But these are the facts. These are the facts. These are the facts, mm-hmm. baby. But what about you? What about you? Oh, where does one begin? <laughs> I feel like I've... And, and I don't want to sound like I'm giving myself a little pity party, but... I, I do think I've experienced quite a lot of hardship in in this area of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it has been bad timing. I think a lot of it is just, but it's been challenging. And I think when you are someone who, like me, is looking for a relationship and you don't obviously want to do that with anyone, you want to make sure that it's the right person and that requires dating and getting to know other people and things not working out and that's life, obviously. But I've had a few situations that are very closely mirrored each other with people who it really did look like it was going one way and all of a sudden a rug pulled up from underneath me. It's not going that way anymore. And it's happened to me quite a lot. And that has been something. And the last time that happened, and I have spoken about this on the, on the pod before, um, I feel like this person should just make a guest appearance at some point. We'll tag you in. Yeah, we'll tag him. <laughs> but that really got me good because it was an accumulative effect of this having happened not once, not twice, not three times, three throughout times. my entire 20s. You know, it, it had happened a lot. And I this was the first person, and I want to say eight years that Mm. I actually was like, okay, I think we're onto something good here. Mm. And it did not, spoiler alert, (laughs) still single, (laughs) didn't work out. You know. (laughs) Um, But that was a real moment where I was really down, really upset. And I was like that for a good, a solid month and a half, I would say. Mm. Really struggled Mm. to get out of it, but... It was not just him. I mean, definitely partly was that situation and me being really upset about it not having worked out, but it was also the accumulative effect of this having happened multiple times to me before and then you start getting into your head thinking, what is going on? Is this me? Is this something I'm doing? Is this something I'm attracted to? What am I doing wrong? Like, you can really go down that rabbit hole and I went down that rabbit hole, trust me, Mm-hmm. Um, but I also was able to then pull myself out of it. And again, it's, it goes sort of back to that tenacity. I want, one of my dreams in life is to have a family and to find that special person as cheesy as it sounds, you know, no. it's, it's a lovely thing, but I know it's, yeah. it sounds a bit cringe, doesn't it? But I really do. I really want that. Like my parents are really happily married. I've always admired that. It's something I want. I'm hopeless romantic. And I would like to find that person. And that desire for me to find that person far outweighs the pain of me potentially having to go through the heartbreak again. Like, I am willing to do that. And I think after this happened with this person, I ended up, like, obviously I was very sad for a while. I removed myself from the dating world. Definitely needed (laughs) Um, I was not in a a good state, I would say a bit too delicate, a bit too vulnerable, but that's what I do. I take time to process, be sad, feel those emotions because they are so valid and then process it, heal. And then I come back. And that is the whole definition of resilience. It's not that you don't feel feelings and you don't get upset. You don't feel hurt. Of course you do. We're human. It's the fact that you can feel all those feelings, but you come back. And you come back stronger. 
And I really do feel like I came back stronger from that. But it was funny because I, and you were here for the whole journey, but I remember there was one point where I thought, (laughs) where I prematurely thought I was good. And I remember being like, do you know what? Let's go on a date. (laughs) I was talking to this person on an app because where else does anyone meet these days? Mm. I was talking to this guy on an app. And the, the reason why this previous experience with this other person didn't work out is because he had been divorced, hadn't processed the divorce properly, wasn't ready, realized he wasn't ready when, you know, it was too late really because mm-hmm. feelings had been caught, etc. Anyway, mm. so that was the reason for why the other really situationship, whatever you want to call it, didn't work out. And then I was back on the apps again, feeling good, had one of those like false bursts of positivity. <laughs> Motivation. <laughs> A little house, dopamine guys. hit right before the crash came again. <laughs> And I was talking to this guy and I was like, quite looking forward to the date. He had really good chat. You know, we're getting along really well. And he goes, oh, just in full transparency, I'm still, I'm still legally married. I, um, my divorce comes through on the 1st of June, 2023. I literally remember the date. That is how powerful. <laughs> I'll have to message him it on the 1st of June saying congrats. <laughs> and I immediately burst into tears. <laughs> Yeah. Totally normal reaction, right? Right? Oh, for sure. (laughs) All right. And my parents had just arrived to Scotland at this point and they were in Edinburgh. And I was talking to this guy like prior to meeting up with them for dinner. And I was like, right, suck those little tears back up into the tear into the tear ducts. ducts. And off I went down to walk down to meet my parents for dinner. And I walked into their apartment. And they were like, how are you? And again, boo, like burst into yeah. tears. And All my mum was up. like, I don't think you're ready to date yet. I was like, you think? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, like it was just not right. But actually it was funny because I had a, I had a moment with myself um, and for about a week I debated, do I go on this date? Do I not go on this date? I clearly wasn't quite there yet. I wasn't ready to, to go back into the ring again. But I actually decided to go on this date because I didn't want to paint everyone with the same brush. Mm. And I'm in my 30s now. I am going to potentially date people that have been married before. That is just a reality of the situation. And there's no shame on that. I know it's bizarre, isn't it? We're old enough to date people that have been married before. But (laughs) there's no shame in that as well. And I think everyone is different. And I really didn't want to become so jaded and so disenfranchised with people Mm. and so untrusting that I just assumed that because this one guy hadn't processed his divorce properly and wasn't ready that every single person that's been through a divorce is never ready to meet someone else again because of course it's bullshit like that's not true Mm -hmm. and so I I really like had that moment with myself and I was like right you're getting off the apps after this date but but go on this date and I did and we had an and actually on this date we had a really honest conversation and he told me about he, he opened up. He was much more open about his ending of his divorce than the other guy, which is probably a sign that he processed it mm. a lot more. Mm. And he told me, and I didn't even ask, he told me like why it had ended. And he told me that he was ready to meet someone and he wanted to meet someone. And that was, I was so glad I went on that date. Yeah. Because I saw that. See. It was proof that yeah. not everyone's the same. I don't need to be totally jaded. Unfortunately, I didn't fancy this guy, but I had a nice time and I still didn't honestly, it was me that wasn't ready, (laughs) to be honest. I wasn't ready to date. So he was lovely though. And it was, it was a really good experience and that was a really long story, but I think it just kind of encapsulated. It's just a, a, I guess a screenshot of, of how I've had to navigate difficulties and challenges in that area of my life. But I'm Mm. so proud of myself. Honestly, I really am because I'm still, I'm so resilient and I have not given up. Like I just refuse yeah. to give up. Yeah. And I think that's it, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. that we're so, um, I hate using the word stubborn. <laughs> like we're like, there's good I'm stubborn. fucking doing this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like in a good way. Like it's like, no, I will not stop till I, till I achieve and then achieve and then achieve the things that I want to. And I think that's, that's part of the resilience piece. And it has to be there because if you don't want it enough, you know, life's hard sometimes and you have to go through these things. And like we said, I actually enjoy going through those things because I know that sounds like weird and sadist. Yes. (laughs) Um, but I'm like, oh my God, like again, I freaking did that. 
I actually did that. Like yeah. that is huge, you know, and having that conversation with yourself. And like you said, right at the beginning, the more that you do build, the, re- the more that you have to be resilient, the more you build resilience. And then it just, it's this knock on effect in the rest of your life. And quite frankly, I bounce like the bounce back ability. I bounce back so much quicker now with things because I'm so aware of myself, because I'm so aware of how I feel, what, what it's for, what am I being tested on now? it just gets easier. It never get like, it never is easy, but it gets easier. Totally. It really does. It's like a muscle and you can build yeah. it and build it and build it. And the, and I think some people are probably better at being resilient than others, but everyone mm. can learn to build resilience. You absolutely can. And I was doing a little bit of research prior to this, to recording this episode about what experts say about building resilience. And I thought it was really interesting because one thing they do say is to sit in it, mm, which I love. Like, be in feel it, yeah. the yeah, feel the grief, feel the disappointment, feel mm-hmm. the emotion, process it because mm-hmm. that's important and that's necessary in order to grow and move past things. Otherwise, you'll become like old mate who realizes, <laughs> oh, I can't do it. You know, I freak out. exactly. So mm-hmm. make sure that you actually process your feelings properly, whatever that looks like for you. Whether that be if you can go to therapy, go to therapy. I'm such a believer in therapy. Or if you can talk to your network of people, I think talking things out is massively important, actually vocalizing it. Um, And then they say, the experts say, proactivity, Mm. getting proactive, right? This shitty thing's happened. I've felt the feels now. I've sat in it. What am I going to do next? What are my next steps? Okay, shit, I got fired. Well, that that fucking sucked. Okay, what do I do next? I go and apply for jobs. I go and talk Mm -hmm. to people. I go and network that definitely helps being proactive and it helps you move forward and again gaining that personal power back um another thing that i thought was really great as well is changing your mindset about adversity and Mm. looking at it as though do you know what this is happening for me not to me yeah and why not me because I think yeah. a lot of people end up thinking, why me? Why has this happened to me? It's like, why not you? What makes you mm. more special than anybody else mm. in the world? Mm. Everyone has been affected by a breakup, by illness, mm. in, by losing a job, by every... Honestly, we've all been affected in some way, shape or form. Even if it hasn't happened to us personally, it's most likely happened to someone we're really close to. Mm. So changing your mindset about adversity in that it's not us by ourselves, and that we're not alone in this... Yeah. We're all in that together. Everyone has experienced yeah. adversity. Being at cause, not effect. Exactly. Sure. Being at cause. Yeah. And not blaming your environment all the time. Taking back your personal power. So true. So many people do that. I see it all, all the time. All the time. All the time. Every damn day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love those points so much. This has been an epic chat. It really I mean, has. To be, an epic chat for the podcast and an epic chat for me if I'm honest. Yeah. I'm like, I feel all fired up. yes. <laughs> I do too. I'm like, okay, let's get to work. We are incredible. On a Friday evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's quarter to five and we are ready to start our working day. <laughs> Guys, thank you Life so much. an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed yes, this thank one. You. I really enjoyed this one. I feel very fired Same. up. I yeah, think same. It was a, I loved it. Quite the I'm inspirational one. <laughs> it was. It was. Have have the best day. Go be resilient. You've got this. You've got this. You've fucking got this. You've fucking got this. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.